Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm joined in the podcast studio by attorney Christine Hahn. Christine, welcome to the show. Hi, Derek. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. All right. Well, I'm excited as well. I'm, I'm pumped up about having a conversation with you. I want all the podcast listeners to know who you are. So let me tell them a little bit about you. Attorney Christine Hahn is a first generation Korean American attorney specializing in immigration, family, and criminal law. She is the founding member of Han Law Group, established in 2014, located in Denver, Colorado. Attorney Han represents clients in all 50 states and worldwide, assisting immigrants establish permanent residency in the United States. Locally, she is known as a prominent divorce and custody lawyer. Attorney Han is licensed in the state of Colorado and the United States District Court, District of Colorado and the United States Department of Justice, Executive Office for Immigration Review. All right, Christine, tell me what inspired you to become an attorney? Um, yeah, so Derek, I get this question a lot. And so I have a story. Mm -hmm. um, so my parents are immigrants from South Korea. So I, I come from a family of immigrants and um, I was born in Philadelphia. And when I was a little girl, my parents took me to New York to see the Statue of Liberty. So I go to the Statue of Liberty and that is where my dad kind of explained to me what the American dream is, the land of uh, full of opportunities. And, you know, again, my parents immigrated to the United States in the 1980s, um, telling me anything is possible. The world is so big. And I just had big dreams and big goals. I knew that I was going to do something um, impacting people mm -hmm. and helping the community, but I didn't know what it was. Um, and also, you know, growing up in an immigrant household, uh, you know, my first language was Korean. I was in the ESL until second grade. So we grew up in a very uh, cultured and a, and a Korean household. So mm -hmm. looking at um, my family kind of struggle um, to maneuver the you know, system and my parents, uh, they had a hard time gaining permanent residency and U.S. citizenship. And of course, not just my parents, um, the whole community, I've seen that uncles, aunts, uh, relatives and things like that. So I always knew life was a little different for immigrants and the immigrant community. So I wanted to be something that could help the immigrant mm -hmm. community. And then later on, as I grew up, I realized that was being an immigration attorney, which was mm -hmm. my first area um, of practicing law. So Wow. Um one, I love the full circle element from where you come from and how that worked right back into your story with what you're doing to help people from around the world with immigration. The other detail I love about your stories when you talked about your dad, really when I, when I heard him taking you to New York, Statue of Liberty, and having that visionary conversation with you, he was speaking this vision. But what I hear is somebody who who's like a master of their environment. Like, I mean, that conversation was was so evident that all of these years later, you still remember it. You remember the place. You remember the content of the conversation that it was about dreaming for your your life. And I just I love hearing stories like that. Yeah, the Statue of Liberty. You know, it is the it's symbolic to the American dream as Americans. Uh, what this country is about or supposed to be about, and mm -hmm. as uh, coming from a family of immigrants, it really gave me 
a huge perspective in life and that I could achieve anything. I could become this powerful person. I can, I, I definitely knew I wanted to be helping people, mm-hmm. but I didn't know. It just, my dad really was, uh, he played a pivotal role in my life when it comes to my career, my business, just having big goals, big visions, you know, uh, being the hardest worker in the room too, but reaching mm. for the stars. And that's where it all started. Yes. I, I, I love hearing the, uh, the detail about the parents. And I think when, and when parents listen in, I always like to give them like a few nuggets from even your story with your parents. And, and I, I've heard stories like, like parents dressing up their children, like dressing up their, um, their, their, their children like to look like attorneys. I've heard stories where they will take their children to courtrooms. So they just begin to visualize it. But then this, this story I've never heard yet, this idea of mastering the environment, being a master of the environment with the Statue of Liberty. I think there's so much power in creating these experiences, parents who are listening, create experiences for your children where they're having this vision. And and Christine's story shows that those conversations can stick in a powerful way if you're purposeful and not just having the conversation, but even you're purposeful where those conversations take place. I love it. Absolutely. And you know, you, I'm a firm believer about you speak it into existence. You Mm -hmm. really do. Uh, We have this we, we, you know, we talk about it still because, you know, it's a funny joke in my family. Growing up, I know I was really into books um, and reading and writing has always been my thing. And my dad, of course, he was like, oh, Christine's going to be a great lawyer. She's a lawyer already in his mind. And, you know, when I went to law school, you know, it was my first year over there. I, I didn't even take the bar or anything. He just spoke it into existence. Like, oh, that's my daughter. She's going to be, she is an attorney, you know, present tense. Yes. Um, and she's going to be helping everyone in the immigrant uh, community. She's going to be doing big things. And it just really instilled um, not just big goals, but confidence in myself and my abilities. I've always dreamed big. I'm a fairly young attorney, but um, you know, I have a, a successful law firm that's growing. All of my employees are much more older than me, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, the effect of my parents, for sure, I do want to highlight that, Derek. It's so pivotal in, mm-hmm. um, you know, a child's mind, yes. even as an adult. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's always there. That that sound is always there. Uh, you know, of course, the vision of the Statue of Liberty yes. just doesn't go away. Yeah. I love it. Uh, speaking into existence, the visual you gave me as you were sharing was uh, your dad like planted this beautiful tree that's bearing fruit that began bearing fruit for you when you were growing up. And then it, be- it continued to bear fruit all along the way until you became exactly what he shared about. And I love even how you talked about present sense already doing it. You are already it. Um, yeah. 100%. I, I, I love the concept. And I think all of us, again, all, all, all parents for sure, but even all of us interact in, in our interactions with one another, I imagine if we just took some of that principle where we speak to one another as the person that we can become or the person I want to become. I, I, I remember last year, you know, my, my big ambition in that space was like, I wanted to be an author. So I, I literally printed out a book, a, a little book. It was blank. I mean, it, it had a little bit of writing inside of it. But it said best-selling author in the front. Now I became I became an author. It wasn't I didn't become a best-selling author, but just that idea of having the vision of what you can be. It speaks exactly to what your dad did for you, and I and, and it clearly it was helpful and fruitful because here you are as an attorney with your own practice doing your thing with power. I love it. Absolutely, and again, it's about speaking it into existence. And when you do that, you are speaking power into someone. 
Mm -hmm. We really are. And, and, you know, I do the same. I mentor um, some youth in the community who mm -hmm. want to become attorneys or professionals. And a lot of these uh, kids don't have mentors around them. And when you speak it into existence, it's like literally you see that power transferring from one person to the other. And that's exactly what my dad did. And it's still till today, I'm in my 30s. It, it's still so effective. Mm -hmm. um, and it really is. It shaped who I am. Yes, yes. Now, let me ask you a detail about your attorney journey. Sometimes people talk about a pivotal moment, um, getting into law school. Sometimes it's right. Um, it's when they, they graduate law school or sometimes it's passing the bar or sometimes it's something else entirely. Was there one of those three that was especially significant for you in your journey? Um, in regards to deciding uh, which area of law or, 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 just, or just special, maybe it was just special for you. Uh, I know some people talk about one of those are, were especially meaningful more than the other one, just on their attorney journey. Yes, yes. I think graduating law school, um, uh, my entire life, because, you know, we spoke it into existence. I knew I was going to be an attorney. I always did. Mm -hmm. I never had an aha moment. Ever since I was a little girl, you know, I used to watch Law and Order all the time, you know, read and write all the time. I knew I was going to be an attorney. It's a matter of time when. And once you graduate from law school, it's that moment. And, you know, that really determined my destiny, if you um, want to call it that, because a lot of my friends took on jobs in big law firms. And that was a safe thing to do. Um, but again, that's not how I was raised. That's just not who I am. You know, I come from a family business background. My mom and my dad and my brother were all business uh, people and owners. So mm -hmm. right after I graduated um, law school, passed the bar, started my firm, this is like seven years ago. And, you know, my firm has been growing tremendously each year. So that was that moment for me um, when I graduated law school and just stepping into the lawyer, the businesswoman that I'm just destined to be. Mm. And um, that fear that, you know, you jump from that. And that fear is always there, of course. Right, right, right. right. Different. But if I were to um, kind of pinpoint uh, a place in my life where, where it kind of changed from the past, it would have been that moment when I um, decided to, well, I passed the bar. Um, 90th percentile, by the way, <laughs> um, you know, taking that leap of faith, starting my own journey and, um, you know, seeing my law firm grow. So that was my, um, my journey. Mm, I love it. I, I love it. How not only the, Im the impact of your parents' words have, have, have influenced you, but also the examples they've lived out as business people, business owners, and how you've absolutely filled that vision that was spoken over you, but you've also emulated them in business, being a business owner. So I, I just, um, I, I get excited about stories like that. Yeah, 100%. I, I always tell my, uh, you know, other people who aspire to be attorneys and, you know, cause I, my mentees, cause I mentor them. It takes the village, it really does. Um, and you really need that support system. And for me, I have been so lucky, um, you know, to be raised by such amazing parents who had, big, big, big goals for me, you know, when they immigrated to this country in 1980, you know, and um, if I didn't have that, I, I would not be where I am today for sure. Mm, yes, real. Now, what do you enjoy most about being an attorney? What do I enjoy most? Honestly, I love helping people. 
I love, and when I say helping people, um, you know, being an attorney, I was telling someone the other day too, it's a very rewarding profession. You know, um, you change lives. You know, I uh, obviously practice immigration. So it's always about protecting my client's immigration status, making sure they're not deported and stay with their loved ones here in the United States, you know, and of course, family law and criminal defense, those are the other areas that I practice. And I deal with real people. My clients are not big corporations. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is dealing with family matters, children, right? So um, it's very meaningful. And I love the smile on the face that I see uh, after a client is, you know, um, finally divorced from an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and she gets everything that she has been really deserving throughout her whole life. You know, just that just really helping people in a meaningful way. And, you know, you can never forget that. Mm. It's an experience that I can't really explain, but it does something to my heart and my soul. And that really gives me the passion and the drive, which gets me going every day, every Mm. single day. Because I love what I do. I love changing people's lives for the better and helping people. Yes. When I hear somebody as passionate as you, I think of somebody's it's such a privilege to listen to somebody who's walking right along with their passion, right in line with their calling, right? I mean, you talk about your entire story, right? Like it was like, oh yeah, this, this is where, this is, this is the culmination of, again, examples from the parents and the family, from the words mm-hmm. of the family, but then um, even stepping into the space of immigration where they, as we mentioned earlier, that's just that full circle moment. Um and I could see how it replenishes you and it refuels you to do what you're doing. Yeah. And, and when I speak to somebody like that, I think it's one of those, I love providing a, a spotlight on them because I think um, naturally not everybody's able to, to, to find that space for them where it's a, it's a passion and they're skilled in it and it's refueling them and it's fulfilling all of these things. So, so maybe t- talk about what it's like, um, I, you're like deciding to focus on immigration and in family and criminal law. Like, how, how did that come about? Yeah, absolutely. So again, you know, coming from a family of immigrants, um, I firsthandedly saw my parents struggle to maneuver the system. My parents, it took years for them to become a lawful permanent resident. Mm-hmm. And it took years for them to become United States citizen. And so I saw how hard it was for them, the immigrant life, you know, so with my immigration clients, I can gen, I can genuinely relate to their problems mm-hmm. because it's like, I'm seeing my aunties, it's my uncle, it's mm-hmm. my mom and my dad. It's what we gone through as a family. It's, um, you know, life is tough in different ways. And a lot of uh, people don't understand that unless you come from an immigrant community, there's special challenges. And so when I started um, immigration law, I mean, I always knew I wanted to help people get their citizenship, their permanent residency, visas, um, you know, and things like that. Uh, That came natural. So when I first started seven years ago, that was my only area of practice, immigration. And again, I represent clients all all in 50 states worldwide. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I realized, what I realized is a lot of these people, my immigration clients, they needed my help in different areas of law as well. Mm -hmm. And I keep I kept seeing family law issues and criminal law issues. So mm-hmm. you know, immigrant families have just as any other family family issues: divorce, separation, yeah. domestic violence, and then there's criminal issues, DUIs, um, you know, whatever, right? Protection orders, violations, whatever you want to name it. But 
it's a little different because you need to have an experienced immigration attorney who knows immigration consequences to represent you adequately so you are not deported, right? Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be going to a regular criminal attorney. It's just a different type of representation. So when I focused on immigration law, I realized those two areas of law kept coming at me, right? Kept coming at me. And literally my clients were begging me when I first started, like, well, can you do my divorce? Can you please do my DUI case? And I was like, I can do this. And I realized I always knew that I was good in the courtroom. I'm a natural litigator. Mm -hmm. So I, like you said, it's being good at it. It's being good at it. It's being fulfilling. It literally refuels me. And I love my clients because I'm so passionate about helping them. And those three areas of law, it never goes out of style. I'll just tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. And it keeps coming up. So every, you know, I do a client's green card. And then of course, she's going to call me a year later because I need to do her divorce. And then five mm-hmm. months later, she, she got arrested for something, right? Mm-hmm. So those three areas were very natural for me to practice and become an expert because I really wanted to help the immigrant community. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. When you were speaking, it was reminding me of even different organizations and big companies that we all know, like Starbucks, like they're, they're, you know, in the beginning, it's just coffee, 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 but then it's the teas and then it's the pastries. And that's very much what I hear from you is it was the beginning, your coffee was the immigration, Mm -hmm. but then like people wanted more. They wanted, okay, well, okay, now we have your tea line and then you have the pastry line and, and, and it's, it's, um, I could see how it's their complimentary services that you're giving that people need. And plus, they trust you already because you did a phenomenal job with their immigration. They're like, well, can you do these other areas of law as well? So it sounds like you're very much um, in that sweet spot of maximizing some of the complementary areas of law uh, for your clients. Absolutely. I want to say over 50% of my clients, Derek, they keep coming back to me. So again, new clients, you know, I love my new clients too, but a lot of my clientele are existing clients. It's that trusting relationship, you know, and you got to know with immigration, you don't become a United States citizen overnight. These things take years, right, of strategic planning. Okay, I have a client in Chile. Okay, how am I going to bring her fiance here? So the fiance comes and he becomes a lawful permanent resident and then he has to become a U.S. citizen and then his parents are going to be brought from Chile. So it's an mm-hmm. ongoing thing with immigration and then the niece who needs a student visa, right? So Mm -hmm. um, you kind of become part of the family and, um, you know, I'm just their go-to lawyer. And that happens to be a lot of times uh, family law and criminal defense. Yes. And one thing I've noticed specifically uh, when it comes to the, you know, I'm I'm like 33 interviews in as far as attorneys that I've I've interviewed at this point. And And I think whenever I interview immigration attorneys, like I think, all, I think all I could say all of the interviews that I've done, passionate people, awesome people. I think the immigration attorney they seem to have some extra magic to them, this extra passion. Now you've interacted with attorneys, of course, in your your seven year your career at this point. Have you seen something similar as you've interacted with other immigration attorneys and other attorneys as well? What has that that impression and experience been like for you? Absolutely. Um... Immigration attorneys, we are a different breed. We, we definitely are a different breed. I want to say, I'm not to say that other attorneys don't fight for their clients. Of course they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but immigration is such, first of all, it's a federal law. And as we've seen under the Trump administration, a lot of things happen. It's very fragile when it comes to the laws changing and, you know, 
these are, this could mean like, you know, 10 more years of wait time or whatever it is. Right. So it's, you're dealing with families. You're just really trying to do your best and help them be united, you know, letting them, I represent clients here in the United States, but also one third about, uh, about one third of my clients are outside in different countries in South America, Asia, Africa, everywhere. So it's a very personal thing. At the end of the day, they want to live in the United States so bad. And most of the time they have family here. Mm -hmm. And I would say, including myself, a lot of immigration attorneys tend to be second or third generation, um, immigrants come from immigrant families or know people who are extremely close to them so you cannot practice immigration law unless you love it and unless you are passionate about it and it's that one area of law you have to stay on top of it rules and regulations as we see you know you turn on the news and something's different again right Mm. so if you don't love it you can't survive so it Mm. is uh, definitely that area we are so passionate uh, I, I know several of my colleagues who are immigration practitioners and everyone is amazing and they are so, um, you know, committed, committed mm-hmm. to their clients. That yes. is that one area of law. Yeah. Yes. Never <laughs> and, I, and I heard from you when you described it earlier, when you were talking about you become part of the family, like, yeah. like that's like, it's a different phrase and it's a different, it's a different concept. I become part of the family because you begin helping various members of the family with various needs. And I think that I could see how that becomes as a member of the family, you want to help this family. You want to support them. You want to see them successful. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when you're dealing with immigration problems, it's different from just criminal problems. You know, mm-hmm. when you are literally in deportation proceedings, it's life or death. Are you going to get kicked out tomorrow or not? Right. So yeah, you develop a, a special relationship with the client, the client's families, mm-hmm. and you become their whole family's immigration attorney. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. So you're my client, your brother's my client, and the brother's girlfriend from you know, South <laughs> America, South America, she's going to be coming in five months. So you literally, you know, once you establish that trust uh, relationship, uh, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, you do become part of the family for mm-hmm. sure. Now- what has been one challenge you faced as an attorney that you've overcome? Uh, I would say the challenge that I faced as an attorney, and I think uh, this is more so because I have my own law firm. I'm not just an attorney. I'm a business owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, wearing so many hats, right? Wearing so many hats, work-life, personal-life balance. Uh, the attorney side of you really consumes you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, just, it's just who I am now at this point. And just... Um, balancing that out because I see that as, you know, stress and anxiety, that kind of issues. A lot of lawyers suffer from it. I always tell my mentees, this is like a marathon. Being a lawyer is not a one year thing. I don't plan on doing it for five years or 10 years. I, I plan on doing and expanding my business for years. If that's the case, I need to deal with, you know, perfect. I need to deal with certain problems that may be problems to me and perfect kind of a way I can manage this, right? So, um, you know, my health, my mental health, a lot of lawyers are stressed and miserable and I'm not. I mm-hmm. really, but I really, really, really uh, fight hard to not become that because mm-hmm. if you're miserable, are you really enjoying your career, you know, and, that you're so passionate about or you're supposed to be passionate about? So that balance and putting my mental health at first um, mm-hmm. That has become, um, that was a challenge, but I worked on it for years and I, I'm still working on it, but it, it has, it was definitely something 
uh, that was hard on me and that's no longer hard on me. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm committed to doing that because not only one, am I bettering myself as a person, you can become a better attorney, a better advocate for your yes. client. So that's yeah. why it's a necessity to take mm-hmm. care of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, as you were sharing what I was, the, the visual you gave me as you were sharing was like, um, the, 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 you know, uh, you can't pour from an empty cup and yeah. very much like you, you just prioritized the, the what's inside of you, you know, your cup, right. And making sure that's, that's pure, good, you know, nutritious um, yeah. substance so that you are good in and of yourself. And so that, that which you're able to pour out is also good and vibrant. Um, but, but I, I, I love hearing that, as you mentioned, a number of, of attorneys have mentioned the, the, the struggle with work-life balance or the struggle um, with carrying everything that you all carry, sometimes if, from an immigration perspective or even from the crim- criminal perspective, sometimes yes. you as an attorney, other attorneys relate that you're exposed to some of the worst, most traumatic parts yes. of life. And people talk about, you know, vicarious trauma as well. And it's carrying the weight of, of what your clients go through. You said it perfectly, Derek. It's a lot to carry. It's a lot to carry. So if I have let's say 70 to 80 ongoing cases. And I want to say one third of it is domestic violence related. And you see your clients, you know, vivid pictures when there's trauma, there's children involved, you know, right now I'm uh, dealing with a child molestation case. Like these things can, I always, like my parents always ask me because they always wonder what type of work I'm doing and things like that. Personally, outside of my work, I am a very normal, you know, boring person. (laughs) I would not be, um, you know, subject to, or even near these kind of events or, you know, trauma, right. Mm-hmm. But when you do practice, yes, immigration, specifically deportation, defense, criminal defense and family law, again, that's why it's so hard to sever yourself sometimes because they're real people and you feel bad and you, sometimes it really keeps you up at night thinking about, you know, a better strategy what can, what else can I do for her? What else can I do for her? Right. So as an advocate, um, it's very tough for sure. Um, but again, you have to balance that out to become an effective attorney. Yeah. Mm, wow. I appreciate that. I think there's a lot of respect with having the, those healthy boundaries, figuring out where your responsibilities end and where the other people's responsibilities begin. Um, yes. And now, you know, One more thing, Derek, sorry. Um, It's not only for me, it's so important because not only as an attorney, you can think straight and be logical. And that's why we're hired, right? To Mm -hmm. solve problems, but be able to see it in all angles and things like that. We're not supposed to be these emotional people. I'm not a therapist, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's very um, pivotal to be an attorney, to be very logical, right? But on top of that, I run a business. So I run a law firm. I have full-time employees, my paralegals, my you know, legal assistant, my office manager, I need to be there for them. I need to be, you know, the boss tomorrow, you know, so I can't be, you know, so consumed in one case because it's so emotional. You really, you can't put yourself, uh, you have to manage your emotions Mm -hmm. very, very well. Yeah. So, um, and I've learned that over the years. Um, And when you do, you become better at your job. Mm-hmm. And whatever your job is, and mine is running a law firm, and as well as uh, being a full-time attorney. Mm, yes, managing emotions—you know, some of that emotional intelligence. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you are speaking my language in my world. Now, yeah. 
what has been the best way to attract new clients to your law firm? Yeah, so there's several ways for me. Um, I am a Korean. I'm a Korean American, so I have, I'm bilingual. I read and write the language, and um, there's not a lot of Korean attorneys such as myself in the Denver area. And um, my office is conveniently located where a lot of minorities do businesses and things like that, right? So I write the family law and immigration law column for the biggest Korean newspaper here, um, Weekly Focus. And it's also radio is done as well. Um, that's how I get my Korean clients. Uh, the other clients is, uh, I would say, about one third word of mouth. I have a lot of referrals that always come, especially with my immigration clients, because again, I don't just represent clients in Colorado. A big portion of my clients are in New York, LA, Philadelphia, Atlanta. So a lot of my clients there, you know, refer me to their other uh, family members or friends and things like that. So referral is number two. Mm -hmm. Third, last but not least, social media. Social media is very, very big for me. I am very fortunate um, because it really works for me. Uh, so Facebook and Instagram, uh, I would say, in the last couple months, most of my new clients have uh, come from Instagram. <laughs> and mm. They're my followers or um, referrals from followers, um, uh, or they sometimes watch podcasts like this. Mm -hmm. uh, but social media is definitely have been a pivotal um, advertising. Yes. Mm -hmm. I want to circle back on social media, but first I want to ask about the, the column for the Korean newspaper and the radio. Tell me, like, tell me the, the, the beginning of that opportunity. It sounds like a, an incredibly savvy business move to, 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 to take on. Tell me, how did that come about? How did that opportunity come to you? It's, um, just tell me more about the background. Yeah, so, whew, so this is like six, seven years ago when I opened my business. Um, it's right in the middle. I don't want to say K-Town or Koreatown, but it's uh, near, my office is near a lot of big Korean businesses. Mm. So um, I wanted to advertise that, hey, I'm this new Korean attorney, you know, I can help you. And these are the areas of my practice. So the um, interviewing person uh, came and took pictures of me and we did an interview and they gave me a big uh, front page kind of thing. And it kind of blew up. So the owner called me and said like, yeah, you know, so many calls have been coming in, in the Korean community. There's about 40,000 Korean uh, residents here in Denver, Colorado. Mm. And this is the biggest newspaper. And um, I think a lot of immig immigrant community is the same, but the Korean community, um, you know, they don't Google, <laughs> they don't look up attorneys, they grab the newspaper, they grab mm. the community newspaper. And there's like a, a H Mart here, which is like a Korean Walmart here. And it's become this huge franchise. So not just Korean food, but a lot of immigrant, um, South American, African food, a lot of immigrant shop here. So it's fresh uh, groceries and things like that. So it's the newspaper that's there. And a lot of people pick up that newspaper and look for attorneys. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, this, was a, this would be a good opportunity. So I started advertising there and then they wanted me to do a column and I did and they love it. So a lot of people read my column and come uh, contact our office to uh, for a consultation and actually Derek that Korean newspaper led me to advertise to the Chinese newspaper here the biggest one here and the Vietnamese one so wow. um, yeah when I say I have a wide variety of clients mm -hmm. I really do when it comes to the Asian um, population a lot of people think because I'm Korean I'm bilingual oh she must only have Korean clients no it's not the case I have a lot of Vietnamese Chinese 
um, Cambodian, uh, Thai, list goes on. Same with South Americans too, or mm. like as well. So it's kind of become, you know, I've been doing it for years. So mm -hmm. if my Spanish was fluent, I would have done it here. In this, this <laughs> I had an opportunity to. Uh, um, yeah, but unfortunately, I'm not that fluent. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, I, I think there's so many uh, business principles that you just shared about, right? You talk about um, knowing the market, which is even the Korean market. And what do they do when they need an attorney? Or what don't they do that the regular other people do? Other people go into Google. You just realize they don't do that. They go to a newspaper. Well, then how do you get in the newspaper? Well, you know, you strategically began marketing there and then began writing and then these other opportunities. So I just, I, I think it's incredibly sa savvy business moves. So power yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, that, that newspaper shout out to weekly focus Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, newspaper it's huge here. It's not just circulated in Denver or the Aurora area. It's in Colorado Springs or Collins Pueblo. It's the biggest Korean newspaper all in the state of Colorado. So I have clients who pick up that newspaper that's and drive to come see me for six hours. Wow. And yeah, and, and, and Korean clients, um, when they're coming from that far away, they want a Korean attorney and there's not many. They pick up and they see my column, they like me. They've already made up their mind to hire me and they, come, they drive six, seven hours. So mm -hmm. it works, it works. Um, we just did the newspaper Weekly Focus. They also do a annual kind of like a yellow page book like mm -hmm. an annual business directory for Korean businesses. So it has mm -hmm. the best Korean barbecues, you know, karaoke's, of mm -hmm. course, the attorney's listings. And I'm right there, of course. And um, I became really good friends with the owner over the years. Mm -hmm. So she kind of favored me and put me in the front. <laughs> business owners, listen to what this, this woman is sharing. She is yeah. dropping the business pearls. Use the yeah. principles. Yeah, best friends, yes. <laughs> Yes, build strategic allies, build great friendships. They make a difference. They open up doors and opportunities for you. Absolutely. I am one call away when the owner calls me and, you know, we don't like hang out or anything like that, but we have a great business relationship over the years. And, you know, I've referred many other business owners to that company so they can advertise more. Mm -hmm. I always make sure she gets, she gets a good Christmas gift from me. Ooh, in my office. Ooh, yes, yes. <laughs> Like she loves it, and you got to do what you got to do. Biz. I, at the end of the day, I'm an attorney, but I am a businesswoman. So, mm -hmm. uh, without that, your business cannot grow. You know, and again, yes. I'm not just an attorney. I have to run this law firm, mm -hmm. right? So, yes. I, my brain is always uh, wired like that in regards to business. Yeah. So, so um, I, I'll, I'll say this on the podcast. Let, let's be friends, so I can keep learning from you. That's <laughs> <laughs> your friend. <laughs> I gotta learn. From you. <laughs> now, now, now tell me, um, you also mentioned most recently beginning Instagram's really been working for you. So people listening in, I know and I, I connect with a lot of people on Instagram and they're trying to, they're, they, they love this one or two tips. If you offered, Hey, what's the one tip like that you're using on Instagram, that's actually really helping you. What's maybe one, two, or even if you want three tips, yeah. what, what do you, what do you have for them on Instagram? I want to say, so content, right. And a lot of people say content, but so when I go through a lot of attorneys, Instagram, there's a, they give a lot of content out that, that you can Google. I try, I really try to drop gems, right. When I give content and because it's free advertising, you know, you have to establish yourself as that expert. And I genuinely care 
about my clients and I'm very passionate about the areas of law that I practice, I want that to show in my social media, right? So I try my best to do that. And what that means is, um, so I have an Instagram and I don't have a separate business page. So I combined it in my personal, right? So, but I don't always talk about business. I don't always talk about the new public charge rule under immigration law and how my clients should, you know, what, what they should say if ICE knocks on their door or whatever, right? <laughs> I try to keep it fun. At the end of the day, I'm a very, um, I have, you know, personality. I'm a very young person still. Um, try to be funny. You know, I do a lot of stories. I answer a lot of questions and DMs. Mm-hmm. Um, people ask a lot of questions, especially when it comes to family law, child support, children issues. So you got to be genuine. You got to be true to yourself. I don't try to be someone different on Instagram. This is who I am. You, you get, mm-hmm. it is what it is, right? So yes. you like me or you don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm um, outside uh, my profession. I'm a very fun and outgoing person. So I think I try to keep it entertaining. Mm-hmm. but um, I try really focus on content. What is valuable? Um, that's something that they can't just Google online about divorce, sure. right? Anybody can Google that, right? But things I've learned over the years or recent um, interesting cases, people love hearing about lawyer work because it's like watching a movie. You know, again, if, if, if it wasn't my profession, I would not be near these events mm-hmm. at all. So uh, people love hearing about it. And then of course the underdog winning, you know, a lot mm. of, you know, my clients sharing stories. I always post pictures about my, uh, of my clients because they don't mind, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're coming out of this crazy marriage and, you know, victory, like, you know, it's, it's just entertaining. Who doesn't like watching that? Right. Mm-hmm. With that and really um, being socially active and that's, that's kind of hard to do because there's so much lawyer work. There's sure. as, professional there's so much stuff to do but you got to understand people you're not going to grow and people aren't going to you know hire you as an attorney or whatever business service you're offering if you're not responding to their dms Mm -hmm. if you're you know so i really make it a point no matter how tired i am of course sometimes i'll make them wait because i have deadlines or whatever but um yeah instagram is amazing to me Mm -hmm. and that really to show my personality who I am as a person, because you can Google a lawyer, the biggest billboard lawyer here, mm-hmm. and you don't know who that person is. Sure. Yeah. And a lot of times they don't, eat, you will hire that big shot lawyer and they will never answer your call. They mm-hmm. will never, you won't actually see them for months, right? Because a little associate attorney is handling the case with a paralegal, right? Mm-hmm. So I really try to be personable, even if it's a potential client, a PC and not an actual client. Mm-hmm. And my clients who follow me on Instagram, I can respond to them better too. And, and, you know, I really make it a point to do that. I always, you know, when I do a live or Instagram story, I tell my clients, Hey guys, you know, this week I got this going on. If you want to DM me, um, you, I can squeeze you in on Tuesday for a consultation or whatever. Right. So mm-hmm. they get that extra communication from me mm-hmm. just because they follow me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So, nice. um, and that's the, social media that I'm mainly on um, mm. as opposed to Facebook or Snapchat sure. and things like that. So sure. I think you gave us about seven or eight gems. So if you're listening to this podcast, this is where you pause it and you rewind and you <laughs> listen again t- and take notes for each different principle she shared, whether that's stories being, be using her personality to have fun with it, to not only do business content, to mix it up, but when it is business content, it's content that's pretty exclusive 
dropping yeah. the gems, but she gave us a lot of great principles to use. Um, let me ask you the final question of, of our time together. And of course, I want to let you know, you are invited to come back. So, so um, you got the exclusive second interview to, to come back and, and we'll talk some more. I, 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 I'd love to do some more learning. Um, from you Thank and your you, Derek. I'm so excited. Let me ask you the last question, which is what are your, what are your favorite qualities of your favorite people? Favorite qualities of my favorite people. I am a go-getter. So I love go-getters. I don't, there's no ifs, there's no buts. I just make it happen. I don't care what it is. I always make it happen. So I love people like that. Um, no matter, you know, it doesn't matter age, race, gender, whatever it is. I love go-getters and that tends to be um, alpha females or alpha males. Mm -hmm. Not all the time, not all the time. But if you look at my circle of friends, uh, a lot of them are attorneys. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh yeah, I, I like people who are passionate about what they do, passionate about life. You know, mm -hmm. I don't just live, you know, just like, just, you know, I don't like people where they're just kind of like, oh, okay, it'll, it'll, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. No, you make it happen. You mm. basically make it happen. Life is what you make it. Mm. That's, yeah. And it, listen, if I have lemons thrown my way i make a jar of lemonade mm -hmm. probably boxes and i'll make a side business of it probably and sell it on instagram really <laughs> you know yes. so i am um you know whatever hardship throws in your way i love creative innovative people who are hard working and just don't take no for an answer yes yeah. that's who i am and i love to be inspired Mm -hmm. I love to inspire people, but I love to be inspired. Mm -hmm. I cannot have a relationship with you if I'm not, whatever that relationship is, friendship or whatever, mm -hmm. if I'm not inspired by you. So mm -hmm. uh, people who, you know, live life, you know, dream big, really work every day so hard for their goals and dreams. And I'm also the person, I never settle for less and I keep going, right? So yeah, right now you could say I'm pretty, successful if you want to, you know, I have a law firm or whatever, but I have big dreams and goals. Like in, I have five-year business plans, three-year business plans, six-month business plans. I envision multiple Hanla group offices across the United let's States. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. So, <laughs> um, you know, that's the type of people that I want near me and, mm -hmm. and energy. Energy is everything. Mm -hmm. Bad energy, forget about it. Like mm -hmm. I can smell bad energy from far away. And so if you don't bring good energy, then you don't need to be near me. So that's just kind of my philosophy. Um, and I think that picking and choosing the right circle of people in your life, right? Mentors, mm -hmm. mentors, mentees, your support system, right? People who care about your health, your yes. soul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People who push you. Again, it's all about inspiration and motivation. And I can be inspired from a college student, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's yep. not about what you do. It's a mindset. Mm. Mindset is key to everything. Yes. Yeah, if you dream it, you think it, you speak it into existence, you already have it. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I, as all the podcast listeners already know, you also have to give the motivational speaking, coaching. You, you can do all <laughs> of that as well. So you can take my job. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, thank you so much, Christine, for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Derek. I had so much fun. I'm truly, truly so, so grateful. And I'm so excited that 
you invited me again. So <laughs> whenever you want me here, I, I'm truly grateful. Thank you so much for your time. I really Perfect. love it. Perfect. I'm glad you had a good time. Podcast listeners, uh, we're grateful that you tuned into this episode. Of course, this episode is sponsored by Strong Life Scholars whose mission is empowering Latinas with law student scholarships, undergraduate scholarships, community impact guidance, professional mentorships, and professional skills training. Thank you once more, and we'll connect with you on the next episode.